Let me pray for our time. Jesus, you are in charge. Have your way. Have your way. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Family, uh, we have this day because this day is one where we try to cast vision for the whole year. If you were to say, Pastor, what should I be about in 2022? We set Vision Sunday as the day for you to kind of recenter what we invite you to join your brothers and sisters to be about in the whole year, what you are to be focusing on. And this year, uh, as I was in prayer and as I've been talking with the elders and we as a team have been in prayer, there was an actual Facebook post that helped me to put some words around how we came to this year's focus. A friend of mine that was young uh, that I went to elementary school and middle school with, uh, this guy is full of life, a young guy uh, named Denario, a blessing to me, always really kind, always had a big smile on his face. Uh, he put up a post, and the post said this. It said, emotionally, I'm done. Mentally, I'm drained. Spiritually, I'm dead. Physically, I smile. Caught me off guard because this guy is a guy who does always seem happy, always seems full of life. And so these words caught me off guard. And it took me back to a, a middle school and an early high school poem that I read from a man named Paul Lawrence Dunbar. It's a poem called We Wear the Mask. And the last stanza of We Wear the Mask says we smile, but, O great Christ, our cries to thee from our, torture, our tortured souls arise. We sing, but, O the clay is vile beneath our feet and long the mile. But let the world dream otherwise, we wear the masks. A okay, writer writes that we wear the mask was the reaction to the experience of being black in America in the 19th century. It was right after the Civil War, and it was a period where the world thought that life had drastically improved for black Americans. But in reality, there was still intense racism and extreme poverty and hardship, but people wore the mask. Dunbar jumped into being world-renowned, being famous, being deemed the first African-American poet. People loved his work, not simply because it talked about the black experience, but because it connected everyone's experience, because all people felt like they wear the mask or they have a smile, and behind that smile are things that they are wrestling with, struggling with, burdens that they are carrying. And so as we thought about 2021, we prayed through where to focus. You know some of our pillars as a church. You know our pillars are built on holistic witness, built on teaching, built on fellowship, which we focused on last year as a church family. It's focusing on loving one another and then the pillar of prayer. Actually, that's going to be this year's vision focus for 2022. We're going to be focused as a church family on prayer. 
because it is in prayer that we can actually deal with what is behind the mask. It is in prayer where we can begin to tackle and handle some of the things that lie behind the smile. It is in prayer that God wants to have his way move and allow us to experience his mighty hand at work. And so I invite you to dive with me into some scriptures that will help us take hold of our prayer purpose this vision 2022. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 141. Psalms chapter 141. 141st chapter, the book of Psalms. First verse says, O Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me, give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. In your home, in my home, you may go in the bathroom and you may be doing your hair to get ready. And and before somebody enters in or you may be in your room getting some clothes on. And before somebody enters in, they're supposed to knock on the door before they just walk in. Knock on the door because you want access. They want to be able to gain access into the room. And so you knock. Well, well, this is a sense of knocking at the door of God. God is saying that 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 through David, one of the ways in which we enter into access into God is through prayer. That prayer is this tool that we as humans get to use that presents something pleasing unto God. Pleasing like an aroma, pleasing like a fresh smell, pleasing like incense. Incense was used in the sanctuary. Incense use, was used in the temple. It was used as, a, as, as an offering that would be pleasing unto God. And so David writes here, my prayer be counted as incense. Like the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. That now our posture as people, as Christians, can be one where we get to enter into the very presence of God. And it's pleasing to him when we come. It's a delight to him when we come. And we can actually be who he's made us to be when we enter into his presence. Robert Murray McShane says, what a man is on his knees before God, that he is, and nothing more. The titles, the assumptions, the expectations, all of the things that are put upon thee can be left at the door, can be left outside. Actually, when I enter into, when you and I enter into, when we enter into the presence of God, my daughter, my son, not my accountant, not my lawyer, not my mother, not my father, my daughter, my son. It's what it's like to enter into the presence of God, and it is something we need to be refreshed in and 
reminded of. That this God knows all that hides behind our smiles, knows the mask that we wear, knows the facade that is there and sees what we are carrying behind. And he is saying, will you come to me with it? Will you come to me with it? I know you've gone elsewhere with it. It's still heavy, isn't it? That load is still wearing you down, isn't it? Will you come to me with it? And so we are trying this year to not add one more thing to do, not give one more set of directions, not give another 12 steps of how to be the best Christian. We are saying, no, Lord, it is you that delights in us. It is you that wants us. It is you that sees what we carry and you want us to bring it to you. And so we'll pray so that we can enter into your presence. We'll pray so that we can give you something pleasing. Pastor, it doesn't feel great when I pray. I don't always feel something. That's okay. The Holy Spirit will come upon your prayers and can take your prayers and filter your prayers and bring them to God so that they are pleasing unto him. Even your dry, even your tired, even your prayer where you started out and you fell asleep, bring it to him. Seek him. Pursue him. Notice you don't find anywhere the, the, the precursor to perfect before prayer. That your prayer must be perfect when you bring it as a human. No, Christ. Yes, the Holy Spirit will present that unto God. But prayer isn't just a time where we're entering into his presence to, to spit off things. It's also a time for listening, for hearing for making space, if I am emotionally exhausted, if I'm mentally stretched. Sometimes getting it off my chest is therapeutic, but sometimes I need to receive a word. I need to listen. I need to hear. The person who wrote this, uh, it's unknown. But there's a story told of Franklin Roosevelt who often endured long receiving lines at the White House. He complained that no one really paid any attention to what was said. One day during a reception, he decided to try an experiment. To each person who passed down the line and shook his hand, he murmured, I murdered my grandmother last morning. The guests responded with phrases like, marvelous, keep up the good work. We're so proud of you. God bless you, sir. It was not until the end of the line, while greeting the ambassador from Bolivia, that his words were actually heard. The ambassador leaned over and whispered, I'm sure she had it coming. Crazy story, right? But, 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 but how often do we treat God like that? Where we're not actually listening to God to see what we would, what he would have to say with us. We enter into prayer. I got my four things off and now I'm gone. I said, but wait, I wanted to say, but wait, did you hear me? I've been 
trying to whisper this to you. I don't have to yell. My whisper is enough. Will you listen for it? See, that whisper can bring forth help, can bring forth wholeness. That's what we want in this year of 2022. We want this body to experience wholeness. And some of us have experienced exhaustion, are depleted, are overworked and overwhelmed. And God desires for us to enter into his presence. Turn with me as we further break this down, further understand how we can experience wholeness through prayer. Turn with me to James chapter 5. And we'll start with verse 13. James chapter 5, verse 13. Wholeness through prayer. Verse 13 starts with, is anyone among you in trouble? Then let them pray. Is anyone happy? Then let them sing songs of praise. I was wrapping my mind around this and this 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 uh, uh, theologian said it best named Alec Mortimer. He said here in two words are all of life's experiences. Good and bad. Each of them in turn can easily be on the occasion of spiritual upset. Trouble can rise to an attitude of surely rebellious against God and the abandonment of spiritual practices. Equally, times of ease and affluence can beget complacency, laziness, and the assumption that we are able of ourselves to cope with life and God is forgotten. James has a word for us, no matter what life brings our way. When things are bad, he tells us to pray. When things are good, he tells us to praise. What would that look like? If that we would have a a, a posture of praying that that when trouble comes, Lord, I'm going to seek you. And when trouble doesn't come and we're rejoicing, Lord... I'm going to seek you and praise you in my seeking. I'm already starting to feel that tension of, okay, pastor, I hear you. And it sounds like you're giving me another list of things that I got to go do. So, so first, yes, you're right and you're wrong. You're right in the sense that the book of James is probably one of the most practical books in the Bible. It's quite clear with practical tools and tips for how we are to live the Christ Christian life to the fullest. But the entire book, the entire concept is built on a relationship with Christ. And you and I understand relationship. You and I understand what it looks like to walk with someone. Some of you have cousins who are like siblings. Cousins that are so close that you text every other day and y'all talk and you are in communication all the time. And some of you have cousins that you might see every two to three years at the family reunion. 
but because of an experience you had when you were younger, when you see each other, you can pick back up like you just saw each other yesterday. You see the differences in that relationship? But both are valuable. Both are key. And my prayer, our prayer for you in this 2022 is not that you would see a new list of things to do to be further overwhelmed and further reminded of the ways you fall short and further reminded of all the the, how far away you are from the Christian that you want to be. No, our hope is that you will realize that it's important to invest in this relationship with God through prayer. And if that prayer is every morning when you wake up and go for a run, then praise the Lord. And if that prayer is as you have the baby on your lap and you're falling asleep, then praise the Lord. See, we we know that God responds to us seeking him, and seeking cannot be quantified. Seeking is not equal across this church. Seeking is a heart posture. We're saying, do you want a relationship? Do you want to be freed from what you're carrying behind that smile? Do you want to take the mask off? This Christ wants to respond. Continue with me in verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. Even if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Corporate prayer is important. We are not asking you to simply pray and go do your own thing. This is not an equipping of you to be some superstar Christian. This is not trying to have you for the next year move in isolation. I grew alone. I grew in my spiritual walk. I No, 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 no. There's a community. There's an us. This is our vision focus for 2022. And so... Our prayer is that you would see the, the, the connection to the larger church. That you would see this elder team who's called to shepherd you and to serve you as a means of care. As ones who can intercede for you as a community that can be cared for and who the Lord responds to. I got some examples coming in a minute of Elijah. But I want to ask in the chat. If you could please share one prayer. That was answered in 2021. If you got a moment, if you're able to just share one prayer answered in 2021. You see, I've seen People come before this church body and realize the power of prayer. Notice here, though, that 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 we're not just talking about trouble because the previous verse was about trouble. Trouble is what we've experienced this past year. Trouble was 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 uh, uh, the results of quarantining for a long time. Trouble was folks losing their jobs. Trouble was um, uh, uh, us trying to get people's uh, taxes all in line. We've had some trouble take place. Here speaks a little bit more, though, 
to sickness. Yes, indeed, physical sickness is what's at the forefront, but also emotional and mental sickness. If depression is something you've struggled with, anxiety is something you've struggled with, bring it to God. Bring it to your family to be able to intercede on your behalf. Bring it to the elders. And we're going to trust God to move. Does that mean we don't get further help? No. Pastor is a proponent of counseling, of medication. I believe God works in all things, including the church, including the tool of prayer. And so let us come together as a, as a corporate body. When you start and you pause and you, you listen to missionary stories, those stories begin to blow your mind a little bit. In, uh, in, in, in the little books, Our Daily Bread, Robert Louis Stevenson uh, was a boy who once remarked to his mother, he said, Mama, uh, you can't be good without praying. How do you know, Robert? She asked. Because I've tried. This brings to mind a story about another little fellow, one who had been sent to his room because he had been bad. A short time later, he came out and he said to his mother, I've been thinking about what I did and I, and I said a prayer. That's fine, his mom said. If you ask God to make you good, he will help you. Oh, I didn't ask God to help me be good, replied the boy. I asked him to help you put up with me. Crazy, right? But, but, but don't, don't we need to be able to care for one another? Don't we need to be able to, to see the body working together? Look, this one talks about Sin. How there is sin that contributes to our overall health. The, if, if, if you could understand the first prayer is needed for trouble that maybe comes at us. There's also some sin that we bring on ourselves through silly decisions, through hard hearts, through disobedience, and we can be forgiven. But sin affects our health. And God sees in a beautiful hospital type manner that the church is a place where people can get healing, be reminded that they are forgiven in Jesus Christ. So, our Lord heals. Our Lord wants us to enter into his presence, wants us to be forgiven, and he uses this tool of prayer to keep making us whole. Keep making us whole. I confess this past year, I, I struggled with, uh, with some bouts of depression. And one of the things that I, 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 one of the reasons why I think I struggled in the way I did was that I, I didn't share it much. I'll be all right. I can get through this. Just, just, just hold me back a little bit. Like, I can muster through. 
yeah, I'm, I get to be the spiritual teacher and I get to be the one that imparts God's word and wisdom unto you. And sometimes I don't listen. And this was one of those areas where I, I, I think that I, I should have come to our team. I should have spoke to them. I should have shared with them that what was going on, not simply to be vulnerable because I love, trust, and believe in them, but, but because I needed their prayers. I needed them to go before God on my behalf. In those times that that the Lord can work and grow you and shape you and mold you and build you and heal you. And I'm praying that we would experience the wholeness of God, that, that God through prayer would allow us to be whole this coming year, that those things that we are carrying can be dealt with in his presence. Continue with me in verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to, one, to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. So we have a corporate approach to praying where we do this together based on our relationship with God, based on our belief that God still works, still doing miracles today. But we also confess to one another and that there is a tool within you that is powerful, a tool within you that is effective. It is a tool of confession and prayer. Prayer. And why do they list Elisha? They give you this example from 1 Kings 18, right? Crazy example where at one point, Elisha's so about it that, that, that when, when, uh, when they do this competition almost of, okay, hey, I'm going to bring all the people out. I want all the people to see God. Look, you bring out your, your, your gods, Baal, y'all come, and I want y'all to, to make this bull, set it on fire. And I'm going to set a bull on fire, and whichever God can set the bull on fire, you will know he is really God. And at one point, Elijah starts looking at the people like, where your God at? Y'all, 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 no fire. Where, where he go? Oh, he on Facebook? <laughs> he went shopping? Oh, he went to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom. Like, like, he's taunting the people. And then God does a work through him. Does a work through him, through prayer. Why is this example given? This example is given because look at the end of uh, the beginning of verse 17, Elijah was a angel. Elijah was perfect. Elijah, no, it says Elijah was a human being, even as we are. Letting us know what God did through him, through prayer, it's not outside our reach. 
Now I want to see you on Mac Ave, you know, with a couple bulls getting ready to, you know, douse it and ounce. I'm not saying go out and start taunting people and say, watch my God will show up. What I am saying, though, is God continues to allow miracles to happen. And what he's trying to have us see is that healing power. And we're not just talking about sickness, I'm talking about emotional healing, stability, being able to actually thrive and not just get by. Those things can be experienced. I see some of those things as modern day miracles of God giving you a totally different reality. I once dealt with anxiety. Now I am clear of it. I once dealt with depression here, and now my depression is here, and I'm going to give God the glory for it. Saying Elisha is a human being like you and I. But let me give a couple of, a couple of celebrations of, of God coming through. My thing acting up. Mother-in-law got a lung transplant. That ain't supposed to be the first one. She's trying to get me crying out the, out the gate, y'all. Y'all know. Y'all know. Come on. Request for my son to be uh, from, from substance. That's been a prayer request. We've been joining Tammy in. Yes. Trini says, just one. Come on, give me just one, Trini. And you can give me another one at the end. Keep it flowing. Our brother Michael says, It would be great to just find a church, one where we speak about and just love each other. Amen. Uh, that the Lord would keep me out of the hospital during my COVID. That's what Tamara's praying for now. God has worked through our marriage and given us tools to love each other better. See, y'all, we, sometimes we take that stuff for granted. And, and, and I'm walking through, there's just, there's, there's, there's some people who that's not their testimony, right? So we're going to celebrate those miracles. Celebrate God moving, God answering prayer. Infection in my jawbone completely healed. Amen. My sister Prashant says he's given us strength through the mist. Ain't no way they're supposed to be in their right mind right now after the things that they have gone through. But God, but God what? But God in the midst of the people of God praying. I'm not trying to give you too much credit. I'm not trying to make you out to be God. Because notice, every single one of these things connects back to what? Forgiveness. Connects back to worship. Connects back to praise. See, it's all God, but he's giving us a tool to use so we can be whole. That's what I want in this 2022. That's what we want. We want wholeness for our family. Wholeness for our church. I used to have bad headaches, but now I don't. Come on, Adelaide. Come on. Amen. There's a, uh, 
a story that, again, as I was saying, missionaries tell these stories. And if I opened up just just like if you just listen, missionaries are people that travel into different contexts to share the gospel with the with the prayer that they'll raise up local leaders to continue sharing the gospel. Right. But oftentimes they're in environments where the challenges are very clear, very present. The situation is one where if if God don't show up, it ain't happening. Dr. Helen Roosevelt, a missionary to Zaire, told a story. She said, a mother at our mission station passed away giving birth to a premature baby. We tried to improvise an incubator to keep the infant alive, but only hot, a hot water bottle, but, but the only hot water bottle we had was beyond repair. So we asked the children to pray for the baby and for her sister. One of the girls responded, Dear God, please send a hot water bottle today. Tomorrow will be too late because by then the baby will be dead. And dear Lord, send a doll for the sister so she won't feel so lonely. That afternoon, a large package arrived from England. The children watched eagerly as we opened it. Much to their surprise, under some clothing was a hot water bottle. Immediately, the girl who prayed so earnestly started to dig deeper, exclaiming, if God sent that, I'm sure he also sent the doll. And she was right. The Heavenly Father knew in advance of that child's sincere request. And five months earlier, he had led a ladies group to include both of those specific articles. Look, y'all, God is in all of this. It is all God. But he wants to see us come to him, come to him when we we need healing, come to him when we want to be made whole, come to him when we need to hear a word, when we need to listen. Wants to see us use this tool of prayer. If we stop for a minute and I said, we ain't finishing service till each of y'all give me five testimonies. I'm telling you, this whole chat would be full of ways God has showed up in our lives. Though really clear sometimes in a, in a missionary book, sometimes we hesitate to see how clear he's working in our lives. I know it's not as clear as that, right? Because that need was very, very, it fit in this box where Okay, God, you got to work in these parameters. But there's other ways in which we see God moving where we sometimes say, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but we know we need your help. And he shows up and he shows out. Allow prayer to be that tool. Continue with me in the last verses. Verse 19, my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. We were having our time together as elders. 
and Johnny said it best. He said, you know, we, we don't want to be a church who just gives out of ourselves and we end up giving out of an emptiness. We don't just want to be a people who keep serving, keep serving, keep serving. And if you're a person that's like, well, should we be serving? Yes, yeah, we should serve. Yes, you should care. Yes, you should love your neighbor. Because we're focusing on prayer, that doesn't mean you can be on vacation with all the other aspects of being a Christian. I'm not. But in this season, we want to allow prayer to fill us with the Lord, fill us with our connection, prayer to help us become whole so that being whole people thriving in Christ, we can care for the lost. You see, some of us have that smile, have that facade or wearing that mask, and every day caring for the lost is our last idea, our last thought, because we barely are making it ourselves. We are holding on to a thin string. We feel as if one more thing could break us. Come to Christ. Be made whole. Let him carry it. Let him meet you. Let him speak to you. Develop that relationship this year. If this year in 2022, you stand back December 31st, 2022, and you say, I became closer to Christ and feel as if I know what he wants for me. That's what this spiritual gifts is coming up. It's to help you thrive and flourish, but in a response to hearing from him. The tool is going to be a, a, a helpful thing. Betty's going to give us some beautiful guidance, but guess what? Understanding your spiritual gift, it don't come from me. It don't come from Betty. It don't come from your tool. It don't come from the service. It comes from God. And so if you stand back in December 31st and you look back and you say, I grew in my ability to enter God's presence, to listen to him to take my sicknesses, whether I've brought them on myself or the world has heaped them on me and bring them to God. And I listened when God said, move. Move to care for that coworker that needs to know the gospel. Move to care for that person who's hungry. And I didn't even know they was hungry because their house looked great. But when I knocked, there was no food in the cabinets. I listened. You see here, out of a prayerful posture comes a missional posture. We're going to reach this neighborhood. We're going to reach this community. We're going to see God care for folks. I'm trusting and believing it. But we're going to do it healthy, y'all. We're going to do it being whole. And through prayer, we can be whole. While we were reflecting in our home, talking with mom and Rebecca, reflecting on Paul and Lawrence Dunbar because Dunbar is from 
the school where I, the, the neighborhood Dayton where I went to college at Wright State and, and, and Dunbar, uh, he's the child of former slaves. So this man who was, who was a, a child, child of slaves, slaves who were forbidden to read, slaves who were pr- forbidden to speak, slaves who were forbidden to even give their perspective. Now this man is internationally renowned for speaking and writing and talking about black culture and culture that affects all people when they feel burdened. This man whose gifts were on full display. Bless the world. This man sexually took advantage of his wife before they got married. This man beat her almost to the point of death. You see, family, if we don't deal with what's behind the mask, if we don't deal with what is behind the smile, if we don't deal with it, it comes out and it is destructive. We can go serve this community all we want to and still be taking a destructive posture with us because we're not entering into God's presence. We're not experiencing his love, experiencing, hear him tell us I love you as my daughter, as my son. My love is long standing. Here you can find rest. Here you can find peace. Give me that burden. My prayer, our prayer is that we would be a family. We would be a people who are whole through prayer. Not contradictory in our posture, but flourishing in who God has made us to be. Because it is with God we can be transparent. With God we can be real. With God we can be truly who he's created us to be. Bring your flaws. Bring your struggles. Bring your burdens. God desires them. And in doing so, through prayer, we can be whole. Would you pray with me? Father, would you allow us to be a people who thrive, Lord? Thrive, God. Not just get by, God. Allow your people to experience you. Yes, I'm asking for experiences, Lord. I'm asking for folks to have some times that that rock them. I'm asking for folks to have some times that, that break up the dry spells. And yes, Lord, we know there are times where we can sit before you in prayer and it be dry. Let us be pursuing relationship with you. But I'm praying that you would disrupt some of those dry times. Praying that your people would experience being made whole in you and that we could give out of that abundance. I pray, Father, for this in Jesus' name. Amen.
If it is your uh, first time connecting with us, our goal is for you to know Jesus. Jesus is the one who said, I see my people hurting and I will enter into their reality. Jesus is the one who said, you have a problem. The problem is sin and it runs rampant within you and out of you. And this is a problem you can't fix. But Jesus is the one that said, I'll fix it. Jesus says, the only way to fix this is to die. And instead of you dying, I'll die for you. I will see that 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 pain that dwells in you can be forgiven and forgiven in a manner where it's separated as far as the east is from the west. It is this reality that Jesus offers us. It's an invitation to be forgiven, an invitation to experience new life, an invitation to have a, a, a new start, almost like being reborn, having a, a new outlook, new opportunity at life. And he says, here's what you got to do. You got to believe it. You got to believe that your sin, you can't do nothing about, but in accepting me, I can do it all. And then I'll place the Holy Spirit in you to lead you to live in a new way. That's the gospel. And that's the invitation that we offer you today to accept. If you believe that, simply pray with me, Lord, I believe that I'm a sinner that my sin breaks the heart of God, but that Jesus died to restore me, give me new life, and allow my sin to be forgiven. Now I get to walk in righteousness, filled by the Holy Spirit, who's continually doing a work in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If that is your reality, if you just prayed that when we are excited to have you be in the family of God and we want to connect with you so that uh, information that came up in the chat earlier, uh, please click that and give us your info so that we can connect with you. There's nothing greater than seeing you grow in Jesus. And we want to be a church where that happens for you.